too good to be true or cliche. No, this is absolutely God's honest truth. When they scored, I did not panic. When they scored, I said, excuse my words, I said, I'm not losing to these fuckers. So I I get back to the huddle, (laughs) Coach Adele Higgins. Hey guys, it's Terrence Nan. You're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go Dose. Hey, what's up? This is Peter Ward, aka E Dub, in the house. We're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go live, go Nose. Hi, this is Charlie Ward, and you're listening to Hear the Spear, Go Nose. This is Terrell Fuckley. You're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. No bloody. But perhaps better known as the greatest corner to ever step on a football field, Deion Primetime Sanders. Great Deion Sanders, my brother. What's going on, man? I, I could wake up to that greedy every day, man. That was awesome. Hello, those fans. This is former Seminole Derek Brooks, and you're listening to Hear the Spear, presented to you by No Game Day. James Wilder Jr. What's going on, James? Thanks for having me on SSOD, Florida State or Die, and go no. William Barnon Floyd. Gentlemen, what's up? What's happening, guys? This is Logan from Here the Spear, presented to you by Noel Game Day. We are here this evening, Monday. Uh, we have a stacked podcast for you guys. Uh, we, as a big guest on Here the Spear this week, we have Demarcus Walker. He's a current defensive end with the Broncos. Obviously, had a great career here in Tallahassee at Florida State. He joins us for 30 minutes to talk about his time at FSU, what he's doing right now to train for his upcoming season in Denver. Also talks a little bit about Jimbo Fisher, his thoughts on Willie Taggart, Mike Norvell, and a load of other things too. A great interview with him. Uh, For the rest of the for the rest of the podcast, we have uh, we're going to talk about Anthony Grant and him leaving the team. Also, we're going to talk about the Dope Gamble Stadium name possibly changing here soon after a Thrasher statement. Uh, and then we're going to go through our top three worst sports to watch. Should be a pretty interesting conversation between the guys here. And we're going to run through some basketball and some trivia and bad dad jokes end off the podcast. Uh, with me this evening. Dustin Lewis, our lead writer and editor, and our lead basketball writer, Austin VZ. What's going on? We made it through the intro, baby. Yeah, it only took six minutes, but yeah, no. we got there. The thing Someone is, over though, his word, saying the wrong word, but we made it. The thing is, though, you have to go through that cleanly. And I have to say, even though there was though. fumbling, no, there was some, yes, I, I did it as good as I could. I thought it was pretty nice. There, there was a flub or two, but you know. There, there was. And it was a B better. plus. Okay, I'll, I'll take a B plus on that. I'm perfectly fine. With that. I'm gonna let. I should let one of these two do the intros for next week's, and uh, I want to see how they do. I'd be prepared beforehand. <laughs> I like running through it just on my head uh, and kind of just go with it because it's more organic and it's not fake. But it's also you forget my name. Well, yeah, and that, that <laughs> and like I like I said, I wanted to be real, and I actually forgot your name for real. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> my bad. Um, but yeah, th- I think we need to start off first before anything, Austin, and kind of give an applause and really celebrate a new beginning for Dustin Lewis. Uh, oh, he has man. gone, yeah, no, this is huge. Uh, he's gone from Android to iPhone. This is your first time in your life, right, that you've gone from the Android gang to, you know, the real, you know, common sense people with the iPhones, right? How do I get my screen to not be black anymore? You charge your phone. 
It's uh, it's like a hundred percent, I think. Turn it on. Which I think you did turn it on. That? I think you turned it off earlier. I accidentally sent like emergency SOS and we've been lost ever since. <laughs> we try I'm still waiting for the cops to show up, like <laughs> Well, I mean you uh, were trying to take a screenshot, and Dustin asked us how to do it, and I don't have an iPhone 11, but it seems like he might have just ruined his iPhone. So that might have been it for him. It's been one day, and it's black screen. I mean, that's <laughs> that's all I got. I, it was the most gratifying thing, Austin, to me, in our group message, seeing green go to blue. It was, Isn't it amazing? It's one of the most satisfying things. I might even throw in like a little bit of pool there. We might play some pool this upcoming week together. And make, how know. do you do that, bro? You like no, we, we got to play Uno. You got to bring me along like a newborn baby. I am new to the world. <laughs> well, um, we'll, we'll we'll work on it. it He's took me still... about forty five minutes to download Twitter. So. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I know it's... And, you know, I did throw some shade at Android users. We might have quite a bit of listeners that do have Android, so please don't unsubscribe. Uh, that would suck a lot. At least stay for the DeMarcus Walker interview. I think you'll like that part. Um, but, yeah, Dustin is officially iPhone gang. I think you're just the last one in Noel Game Day's staff to... You think you're the last one to have an Android, so... Whew. So that means you can move off crew now, right? <laughs> pretty much but i still would like to see um my text be read by dustin <laughs> and him still ignore me but that's why i have crew because i know he's read my messages <laughs> crew is an app that we use as a as a staff to you know check and see if someone's actually reading your messages or not and so that's what we use we don't use iphone group messages whatever you want to call it now but i'm glad welcome dustin Welcome to the real world. Well, you just need to study how to switch from app to app. I know it's going to take a while, but you'll get it down. Yeah, I've got some work to do, boys. <laughs> uh, speaking of, well, not really work to do. I don't know when it's going to happen. But uh, as first reported by 247 Sports, running back Anthony Grant is going to be leaving the program at Florida State. We did not We did not get to see him on the field this last season. Um, there was a lot of rumors here and there and whatnot, but that can be talked about in a later time. But we didn't see him last year. Uh, but we saw a little bit of flashes, quite a bit in special teams during his freshman year when he first arrived. But, you know, that kind of takes away from your running back depth. But do you think this is kind of a big deal or, you know, are you kind of disappointed? Because on my side of things, I'm kind of disappointed because I actually think that Anthony Grant has quite a bit of talent. I think it's a great thing because it means Norvell's finally starting to... I mean, we've already seen it, but he's cutting off the dead weight, and as long as we keep cutting it off, it's fine with me. Make that roster spot worthy. Yeah, I mean, Anthony Grant, he wasn't he wasn't even with the team last year when Florida State had basically no running backs, and now you've up, upgraded the running back room significantly this offseason uh, with Deshaun Corbin, Ja'Kai Douglas, Corey Wren, guys like that. I mean, I, I think I even said it earlier this offseason whenever we were uh, finishing up the 2020 recruiting class. I was like, Anthony Grant's probably not going to be on this roster by August. August. Yeah, don't come after me with my scripts and the way I was talking earlier. There you go. August. August. Mm, my birthday's August 17th. 
Now you're quiet, and Austin's not going to support me on that? Nope. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, one of you are doing the intro next week. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, I I've, I've personally, I hope the best for him. Um, I think there was just a little bit of things off the field that he had to work on. Um, a lot of people thought that he was kind of out of shape at the beginning of spring. Uh, and kind of like what Austin said, I do think it's a maybe a good thing as a program to kind of cut off the – the, the bad weight that's that might be holding the team down from uh, moving along. I, I think Anthony Grant has a good amount of talent. We actually had Jack West Patrick on here talk to us uh, a couple weeks ago, telling us that you know he thinks that Anthony Grant is uh, has some potential. He he could be a starting running back in a lot of other teams, uh, definitely in the ACC. And I agree. I think I think you see kind of flashes of it, but we didn't get to see him last season. Right now, Mike Norvell and the staff have done a really good job of building depth there at the running back position. And now that you think of it, like Dustin just named out, I mean, shoot, there's a lot of weapons there that Florida State and Mike Norvell and Kenny Dillingham can use this upcoming season. So is it a major, major hit? No, but I think it's more of like, you know, you got a guy with some talent, just didn't work out, and he's got to figure out things on his own. Yeah, Anthony Grant... Finishes his career at Florida State with an impressive five carries for zero yards. Well, now that you just said that, that makes my whole thing just go to crap. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was waiting. Yeah, you did that. I know you had that stage because I've talked about Anthony Grant a lot the last couple seasons. but Yeah, not a fan. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Anthony Grant is no longer with the program at Florida State. Uh, we'll keep an eye on him and see where he plans to end up. Uh, but hopefully I wish him the best of luck wherever he goes. Uh, this is an interesting one here. Nick O'Leary is or said it was reported that he was retiring from the NFL, but just a little bit ago, Dustin might have some more info on it. It seems like that's not the plan for Nick O'Leary. He actually <clears throat> is planning to return to football in 2021 after having a heart issue, and I believe he had surgery this week or over the weekend. Trying to find the date. Is that it? Is that kind of go? Yeah. I think it was May something. May 19th. Yeah, it says it says that O'Leary had an angioplasty on May 19th to reduce a 100% blockage uh, of an artery. So it looks like he had an artery issue that has been resolved. Doctor said there's no damage to his heart and that he should be able to return back to, to football next year. The reason he can't play this year is, is is because he's got to be on blood thinners for at least the next six months. And football's a very, as you guys know, football's a very physical sport. So if he was to get like a cut or something like that, they might not be able to stop the bleeding because he's on the blood thinners. Kind of the kind of the same thing with Chris Bosh, even though you know his his issue was completely different, but he had to stop playing because he was going to have to be on blood thinners for the rest of his life. So we'll just we'll just have to see with O'Leary. It looks like. He got lucky and was able to dodge a pretty serious issue. Uh, I know my my girlfriend's dad had a 100% blockage of an artery and had to have major heart surgery. So luckily, luckily for O'Leary, they were able, able to catch it, and he should be able to continue his career next season. That's great news, and he's obviously with the Raiders right now. He was just, I believe, what before that with the Jacksonville Jaguars? With the Dolphins. Was it the Jaguars before that? I know he was with the Jaguars at some point. I think I he was with the Jaguars and then then the Dolphins. I don't think he was ever with the Jags. Oh, he's with Buffalo. I know he was with the Bills. I think he was with the Bills and then the Dolphins. 
Because I know he just have had he's got pictures of him in Jaguars, so I don't know if he was just there for a little bit for a stint. You're right. So he played three years in Buffalo, played 19 games with the Dolphins in 2018 and 19, and then finished the season last year with the Jags, oh, and then now he's with uh, Las Vegas. You know, uh, I just do my homework around here at Here's the Sphere. Uh, let's see. Austin Camberley. <laughs> oh, jeez. Golly. Um, so, yeah, good. that's good news. Obviously, I think a lot of fans were kind of shocked to hear this because he's kind of still early in his career, and he's had flashes a little bit in the NFL. Yeah. Um, I didn't know if you guys knew this, but Nick O'Leary, actually the grandson of, of Jack Nicholas. Is he really now? <laughs> is he? Yeah. Isn't, isn't he Grandpa a golfer or something? I'm like that. Yeah, I think he actually designed the FSU golf course, too, now that I'm thinking about it. Wow. Whoa. Jesus. You're just laying bombs here on here, the spear. Jesus. Golly. I'm going to get our ratings up now. Good stuff, guys. Good stuff, Dustin, for telling us. I that's, never knew I that. I do my homework, too, bud. You're, well, uh, you want to talk about how long it took for you to graduate? Well, I didn't do that homework. <laughs> that was pretty good, Austin. Come on, that was dirty. <laughs> uh, let's move on here to a big one, which was happened, what is this, Monday? Uh, President Thrasher put out a statement on Twitter, and there has been a lot of talk about the Doak Campbell Stadium and the names that goes with Doak, with Doak uh, and there might be a potential change to it. Um this is the statement from President Thrasher saying, I have been following with great interest the petition circulating on social media asserting that Doak S. Campbell, FSU's president in 1947 during its transition from the Florida State College for Women, resisted integration and asking that the stadium no longer bear his name. I have asked athletics director David Coburn to immediately review the issue and make recommendations to me. I look forward to receiving his report soon. So guys, what are your what are y'all's thoughts on this and possibly, you know, Doak Campbell Stadium, something that we grew up knowing what to call, you know, when we were going to games, I'm heading to Doak, see you at Doak, blah, blah, blah. What are y'all's thoughts on this situation? And and you know, there's there could be a good possibility that Doak S. Campbell Stadium will be renamed to something different. I, I think it's something that's needed to happen. Obviously, being able to say I'm going to Doak is easy, rolls off the ton, but person who was named after was so against integration and was just such not a great dude. It, it, it does need, need to be changed. Um, I'd be perfectly fine with the school selling out and selling it to the highest bidder, whether it's Publix, Whataburger, Spanx, I don't care. This school needs money. Go chase that back. Yeah. I, I personally didn't realize the history of, of the person, Doak Campbell. I mean, I've, to me, Doak Campbell is Florida State Stadium, but it, I mean, obviously, it was also um, a person who was significant in Florida State's history. And yeah, like you said, Austin, I, I agree that even though you know we're used to saying Doak and going to Doak, all this stuff, I think that the name should be changed. Whether that's to honor uh, another figure in Florida State history, like Bobby Bowden, or like you said, give it to the highest bidder and, and make some money for the school. So whatever works, but yeah. The name is definitely going to be need to be changed. I mean, if they change it to Publix, you could just have them going to the pub. I mean, <laughs> just saying. Well, if they're going to – all right, here's the deal. So my situation, if they have a, a Publix there, then I'm going to have to be always 
I'm gonna have to go buy a pub sub before I go to the games, and it's gonna be right there in front of me. So if they you do it anyways, I uh, do sometimes for tailgates. Yes, Austin. Sometimes I do. Um, but yeah, if they do that, then I'd, I'd be full send on that. Anybody else got any suggestions for name changes? Um, I, I was saw one on Twitter that that really got me. It was uh it was Bobby Bowden Field at Guthrie Stadium, and the coach's box is called the Gut Box. <laughs> Does Guthrie's have the money? <laughs> Hometown discount. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. Uh, mine would probably... Mm, mm, no, I, I kind of like the... Uh, maybe Walt Bell Stadium uh, at Willie Taggart Field. I don't know. Legendary. I think that really does shock waves across the country and definitely um, here in Tallahassee. I feel like a lot of fans would really be supportive of that. You could kind of mix up, you know, you can either, I mean, I'll be honest, I'll be fair. You can mix it up with either Walt Bell or Kendall Browse. It's whichever one you want to pick. There's been a lot of mine sponsored by Percocet. (laughs) (laughs) Am I the only one that got that joke? Yeah, apparently. We have to <laughs> update Austin on a few things, I guess. <laughs> I also wasn't listening. Amazon. Like I, Amazon like I told Stadium. Dustin earlier before the podcast, I stopped listening to him a while ago. <laughs> well, that is true. Dustin did have a good one there, so I have to give him credit for that. But what about Amazon Stadium? Uh, obviously, Demarcus Walker. I mean, you're going to listen to this interview in a few minutes, but... Demarcus Walker has a big thing for uh, Mr. Robato's, and it did pretty good for him in his last two years at FSU. So maybe Mr. Robato's. All right. Well, uh, if Guthrie's doesn't have the money, Mr. Robato's definitely don't have the money, man. Because I went to the one when they were remodeling it on Pensacola Street, and they used to cook the rice like outside under a tent. <laughs> so they ain't ponying up for no stadium anytime. What? Do they, does good food have to be under a ceiling, Dustin? No, but they didn't have the space in the kitchen to be able to cook rice inside. That's my issue. Because they were renovating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that food, like, back in the day, you know, and even now, some of the best food comes from out in tents, and it's grilled, or they're smoking it, smoking a brisket or something like that, and it's out in a tent, not under a ceiling. Did you know that? One of your favorite spots, Sunny's. I mean, it was really just a tarp, a tarp covering buckets of rice. So I mean, it wasn't as official you, as you're picturing it. But did you still end up eating it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I dabbled. <laughs> I dabbled. Yeah, right. Stop it. Okay, so that went to a different turn there. But yeah, the Doe Campbell uh, name change, there's a, probably a really good possibility this is going to happen. I do think that people are going to continue to always call it Doe no matter what. I don't think it's too kind of, you know, relish on the, the president that was here and, and what he did. But I mean, I think that's just something that's going to go through as a language to anybody that's kind of talking lingo out and saying, if you're tailgating, nah, I'm heading to Doe, blah, 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 blah. So we'll see. We'll keep an eye on it and see what happens. I, I'm sure we'll hear something before Friday coming from Florida State's program. It's, it's a big deal. Uh, Dustin, recruiting. There's maybe a recruit on the horizon here of committing to Florida State. What's going on? Yeah, real quick before we hop into this uh, DeMarcus Walker interview, just go over recruiting real quick. Um, we're expecting a, a commitment to come in for Florida State at some point on Tuesday afternoon. 
can't can't give the name away. The the player has asked that you know we keep we keep their moment for them to announce, and we never want to spoil that for a guy. But I'll just say um, an an offensive skill position player will be uh, joining Tribe Twenty One on Tuesday. So today. And then also, real quick, Florida State is uh, still evaluating offensive linemen for uh, Tribe 21 and figuring out who they're going to take there. One guy that is starting to emerge is 2021 offensive tackle Kimo McAniole. Um, he's he's a Samoan guy out of Florida. And rec- our, our recruiting guy, Nate, Nate Greer, believes that if Florida State offers him, he will likely be a Seminole. Like I said, guy from Florida, really close to family and being at Florida State would allow him to uh, stay close to his family instead of having to leave the state. So we'll see what happens there. Well, I say we go ahead and jump into the Demarcus Walker interview. Um, once again, we want to thank him for coming on. We had thirty, we had thirty minutes with him, uh, and he talks about Jimbo Fisher, Willie Taggart, Mike Norvell, along with you know his his big game uh, against Ole Miss, where he was a monster. We also talk about Kobe Bryant. And whenever he uh, tweeted at DeMarcus after his big game, and we know DeMarcus was big on his mama mode. Uh, and it's just a great interview. So I guess I want to throw you guys to it right now. Enjoy it. And we will talk to you guys afterwards. Brasley ran on late. So they gave the Knowles a chance to substitute. They didn't. And Kelly is chased. Lost the ball. It's out. Still being fought for. Florida State's got it. the play the leader to Marcus Walker comes from the offensive left all the way around to not give up on his play tremendous effort right here watch him with an inside move a little move to the outside he goes right by him and he's such a good athlete what a throw by Kaya on fourth down it's blocked it's no good the no Blocked the PAT, and Badgley's streak ends at 72 in a row. Is that Demarcus Walker? Yep. Made the block. There's a couple of flags down. A little bit, of, maybe affects the, the rhythm there, but no question. It's, Walker. it's Demarcus Walker gets his hand on it and knocks that ball away. How about the leader, Walker, making plays down the stretch? Penetrates right there, puts the hand up, and knocks that away. Unbelievable. And just when it looked like Miami, with the throw there on fourth down, was going to tie this football game. All right, guys, we got the big interview. I'm really excited about this one personally. Uh, I've been wanting to talk with DeMarcus and bring him on here this year for a couple of years now and actually worked out. And uh, he's here with us this evening, former Noel defensive end. Also, now with the Denver Broncos, Demarcus Walker is here with us on Hear the Spirit. What's going on, man? How you guys doing today, man? Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. So, this is uh, obviously a crazy time right now, and I know training is a little bit different for some guys, uh, but I just kind of want to get your thoughts right now with COVID-19, and it feels like we're going on a roller coaster ride where things are looking better one week and the next week we're hearing worse news about, you know, sports in general, but football, uh, how's it going for you personally training wise and where are you at and then how are you looking? Uh, personally for me, this has been a great off season. I've been able to just 
maximize the opportunity of more training and uh, recovery and get my body back healthy for the season that's coming up. Um, you know, uh, it's kind of unfortunate. You know, uh, I like to do certain things during the off season, but um, you know, uh, it's okay. Demarcus, what has the NFL told you about the preparations for the 2020 season? Um, so far, they said uh, there were three dates. They said July 23rd, July 27th, or July 28th. But uh, um, the only way it would be July 23rd if the PA and the NFL were able to come to agreement on how to, you know, take precaution, you know, with in-person, I mean, with entering the facility, and they were they weren't able to come up with a uh, with a um, with an agreement. So it looks like July 28th, in my opinion. You just wrapped up your first season under Vic Fangio. Uh, how was that compared to your previous NFL coaching staffs? <laughs> it was a big difference, but the uh, um, the big difference started with me uh, just working hard, just getting back to the basics. Uh, of what got me here, and um, and uh, it was definitely uh, you know, a crazy year. You know, I had my great moments and I had you know my low moments, but you know, it's whatever, man. You know, just on to the next year, improve and get better. What's the uh, real quick, Demarcus? What has been like the big difference for you, like moving from you know Florida here, and you had a strong, strong career at Florida State, and you move over to Denver uh, to a different place far away uh, from Florida here in the country. Has, has that, did that play a toll on you in a little bit, different kind of weather, too, that you're used to being around since you were young? Uh, I would say um, here's where I went wrong at, um, and I took it on as an immature way. See, I lived in Florida for 22 years of my life, and when I moved to Denver, I didn't know anything. Like, I was homesick. Instead of embracing the change and being uncomfortable, I sat in my ways, you know, trying to get, you know, comfortable or whatever. And um, I wouldn't say, like, you know, it was a big difference. The air, basically, uh, <laughs> a lot drier, a lot more water, a lot more lotion. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it was a great, you know, uh, change. And once I finally embraced it, you know, things started going my way. You were committed to Alabama before making the decision to sign with Florida State. What went into that decision to uh, flip to the Seminoles? Uh, Jeremy Pruitt. Something I'm playing. <laughs> Jeremy Pruitt. <laughs> well, what, we hear that a lot because we've interviewed a lot of guys and a lot of guys from your class and even a lot earlier, too. But a lot of a lot of these players have told us they had some really strong ties and, and connections and really believed in, in Jeremy Pruitt. They thought that he could be a head coach somewhere. Is that something you also thought of too? Because you know we hear so much good about him. I was pushing, I was pushing for Pruitt to be the next head coach at Florida State when uh, when um, when uh, when 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 he called me and told me and finalized this. Pruitt has very strong connections. I, I don't know who, but. When I really believe Jimbo was leaving is when Pruitt called me. And um, he wanted to be the next head coach. And if people don't understand, like, he really, you know, he put everybody's job on the line that 13 year. He made everybody uncomfortable. And what happened, we won the national championship. I even hit Stan Wilcox's wife up that week when I found out right after I talked to Pruitt to just give Pruitt an interview. Just give me an interview. And they say mm-hmm. Stan was set, was set in his ways, and that really bit him, bit for the state, you know, because 
look at Tennessee now. You know, I understand they won seven six, won a bowl game, but come on, like everybody knows the reputation of Tennessee. That's actually big, you know. <laughs> so, but I, I like Coach Norvell, and um, I hope he, you know, can change things around and get Florida State back rocking. Going back to your even high school days, I'm a Jacksonville guy. I actually grew up in the region of your high school. How did Sandalwood and playing high school ball in Jacksonville prepare you for playing in the ACC? <laughs> uh, it was great. Uh, the state of Florida in general, you know, prepared me for football, for uh, Florida State and in the NFL, you know, just always been around quick guys and guys who can run. Um it, it was definitely a blessing and definitely helped me pave me uh, and paved the way hey, and molded me into the way into the play I am today. A couple of weeks ago, uh, Demarcus, we had Jack West Patrick on here, and we always ask a player. That's a new segment we're doing, but we're, we want to know what your favorite place is to eat in Tallahassee. Jack West said it's Chubby's, but I think a lot of people say different things. We had Trent Forrest on, and he said a few other places. Where, where is your favorite place to eat in Tallahassee? My favorite place place to eat in Tallahassee, Florida. And I, and I and I feel like I feel like I feel like defensive ends and de- defensive tackles eat just a little bit more, but that just might be my opinion. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely something that had a lot of calories. Uh, <laughs> it would be very unfair to say you know one thing or another. I would tell you my freshman, my first two years of Florida State, what saved me was California Chicken Grill. And my last two years at Florida State, what saved me was Mr. Roboto's. Those two. And was my favorite. Roboto's, nice. Two solid spots. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the like, those last two years you had at Florida State were, you know, they are not too bad. So maybe Roboto's needs a little <laughs> bit of uh, credit there. I know, right? I know, right? I know. <laughs> and, yeah. And speaking on that. Yeah. That first season on campus, you win the national championship. How did that set the standard for the rest of your career? Um, it was really cool, you know, just, you know, I learned a lot of different things, you know, from Teller Smith to his leadership, you know, um, to even Jalen Ramsey, just somebody who worked hard and just, you know, opportunity met, met preparation and just, you know, just come in and just hit the ground running. And, uh, a lot of every, from every single body I learned on that team, you know, it helped me into the, into the man I am today. Uh, like I say, when Pruitt came in, man, Jimbo brought in a squad. He brought in the squad, and everybody competed. It it was competition. Guys calling each other out, and you know everybody just making each other better. When when that national championship was going on, just throughout that week, and whenever y'all traveled over, over to California, who was the biggest leader that was kind of keeping you guys on pace? Maybe talking during practice, and then you know in the locker room, you know at the beginning of the game. Like who was your biggest you know leaders? Before that, Natty. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say like like that week, that whole year, it was the same leaders. You know, it was Tyler Smith, Lamarcus Jones, Brian Stork, you know, uh, Kenny Shaw. You had, you know, uh, that senior class. They led the whole entire year. That's why we were so consistent the whole entire year because no one, you know, no one went out during the week. No one played around during stretch and stride. You know, it was always. You know that team was just together, so that that class did a great job leading the whole entire year, just not for the weekend of the national championship. 
And yeah, moving into 2016, the season opener against Ole Miss, Florida State didn't start off as a very, you know, pretty game. You guys were down 28-6 in the second quarter, but rallied to win 45-34 with a lot of work in the second half. You actually had 4.5 sacks in that second half. What helped spark the comeback hey, hey. against the Rebels? What helped spark the comeback against the Rebels? Uh... Uh, I would say just, you know, um, offense started putting up some points. You know, uh, team just rallied around. Um, and I just, you know, I stopped thinking. You know, I, I just let it happen. Uh, everything that I worked for, it was just smooth. To be honest with you, I couldn't – I was – that second half of that game, I couldn't even tell you. I was black. <laughs> I, I blacked out. I blacked out. It <laughs> seemed like I, you're I in the zone, you. man. Yeah, you're on a different level. There is something going on. Yeah, I can't even tell you. That first half, I can tell you. Everything that was working my mind, that second half, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't. I want to talk about, you know, after the game, too, in that week, uh, you were obviously starting the Mamba mode kind of thing, and it was all over social media, and you had the snake emoji. Uh, on Twitter, uh, but FSU football tweeted out a graphic and telling a quote of what you said. You said you were in yeah. Mamba mode, and then obviously, you know, Kobe Bryant okay. passed this year. But how how awesome was it to get you know some recognition from obviously an absolute legend, not in just basketball but sports alone across the world. Uh, that was, that was a crazy moment, you know, and when, uh, he passed away, a lot of people, a few people, I want to say a lot, a few people hit me up and, um, reached out to me and told me about that moment also, even with my mom. So it was crazy. And, you know, people like him, you feel like, you know, he'll be around for eternity, you know, and to, you know, just to go that way, it was, it was definitely, you know, um, definitely hard and, uh, my performance this year definitely goes out to him. But uh, what the whole Mamba mode came from, Jimbo was a – he was a motivational speech type of guy. He used to love bringing these, you know, these speakers in, Dr. Elko, all different type of people. Um, and uh, he used to love showing videos. So he showed this video of the 2017 finals uh, – the Cavaliers versus the Warriors, and Kyrie Irving hit the game winning shot. And they in post game interview, they asked him like, "What was your what was your mindset in that moment?" And he just said, "Mamba mentality." And I, you know, that's been my that was my mindset going into the off season, you know. Um, and that's really my mindset now, to be honest with you. But uh, that's for after the season. But um, when when you guys asked me that, you know, uh, post game, that was my moment. It was my mentality. I blacked out, and I didn't care who was in front of me, or what was the score, what was the time. I wasn't losing, and that was in in the time I had that moment again was uh, Miami game and Florida game. Yeah, I was just about to ask about the Miami game and the block at the Rock. Going into that extra point, <laughs> did you what did you see beforehand, and then afterwards, what was going through your head, and what was the locker room like? We was never scared, to be honest with you. I wasn't. I, I wasn't scared. I know, like, I knew we wasn't losing that week when Freddie Stevenson texted me that week and said, hey, I know, you know, this year haven't been going our way, 
well, I'll be damned if we lose to Miami. And I agree with him. And, um, you know, uh, we came in ready. Um, what set up the block was uh, they went for a field goal right before the half, and I jumped too early, and I could have blocked it. And when they scored the touchdown, you know, I'll be honest with you, like, this is this going to be like, oh, he's, is, this is so cocky or too good to be true or cliche. No, this is absolutely God's honest truth. When they scored, I did not panic. When they scored, I said, excuse my words, I said, I'm not losing to these fuckers. So I, I get back to the huddle, <laughs> Coach Odell Hagens. Co- Coach Odell Hagens, and you can go to him and ask him. <laughs> it was block left or block right. He said block left. I look to the sign, and they grade you after the game. And you get, you know, they grade you for sacks, tackles, lows, whatever. But there's a column that says intelligent play. And I got an intelligent play after this game because Coach Odell said block left. And I looked to the, I looked to the sideline and said, no. I changed the call in the huddle. I said block right. He said, all right. Came through, blocked it. Game over. <laughs> so you didn't like Miami. Who, wait, no, tell me real Florida, quick. I didn't like Florida. Florida, I, I can respect Miami. Miami was just they were their fan. I didn't like the fan base. The players, I didn't care. But that moment was so so bittersweet because that moment, like my mindset and everything and what happened with me and Coach Odell and everything, like that was that was exact point. I changed mm-hmm. the play in the huddle and won the game. Yep. That's balls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Wait, wait so I, I just want to know who, who tr- talks the most trash or, I mean, because we've had on Freddie before, James Wilder Jr., uh-huh. Carlos Williams, they all have their ideas of who they hate the most, either Florida or Miami. I think it's just a personal thing, maybe from players that they grew up with in high school, go to the rival or whatever. But who, you know, who, you know, what's the nastier game, Florida or Miami to you? Florida, Florida, Florida was more because of how they handled my recruiting. I actually didn't like Florida State neither. I didn't want to go to Florida State, but Florida State better thank God for Jeremy Pruitt. In my <laughs> opinion, he better thank God. Like they better thank God for Jeremy Pruitt because they want to got Jalen Ramsey, they want to got Matthew Thomas, they want to got me, and they want to got Nate Andrews. He brought those four guys in, and those four guys affected the, the Florida State program in a way and, and built the program to where it's at today. You know, but uh. Florida was more disrespectful. I just had, you know, I, I used to talk my trash on Twitter, and I couldn't wait to play him. I couldn't. And because and Jimbo <laughs> used to get with me every week. We used to play him my last two years because I used to make bullet board, bulletin board material, you know, in the interviews and on Twitter. And I, literally my senior year, I really wanted to, like, just say, listen, we're about to beat the brakes off these guys. Literally, I wanted to say that, but I'm like, nah. But we wound up doing it. But – yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, I want to ask real quick too. The, the 2016 season had a lot of stuff going on with it, and then y'all introduced, uh, y'all had the Showtime crew with a season wet that followed you throughout the practices and games and all that kind of jazz. What what was that like having a film crew behind you guys? Uh, did you watch any of it? Was it pretty accurate on what was going on during the season, or were they hiding quite a bit of it? No, nah, it was pretty much, you know, uh, pretty accurate. It it was pretty accurate. Yeah. Did it bother y'all having film around you like that? Like, it was just uncomfortable. Like, we're, you know, we got 18 to 22-year-old kids who, 
you know, we've done interviews, you know, but like this is a whole different, you know, situation with you got Showtime, you know, a TV mm-hmm. network, you know what I'm saying? Follow you around, you know, cars following you, mic you up every day. So, you know, of course, you know, we'll be a little like, you know, off it, you know, we're kids. So it was a little awkward. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Austin, you got one? Yeah, uh, as of 2016, season closed down, you know, you were getting up there in the sack records, both single season and all time. You know, how aware, how aware of the records were you? And were you chasing them at all, or were you more worried about the wins? I was worried about the wins, to be honest with you. You know, um, I don't take anything back because at the end of the day, I know that I'm a legend, and I got my name in carved in the ground there. I do the only thing I kind of, the only thing I'm like uh and no and I don't mean harm because I, I actually talked to him today. Um, you know, uh I, I'm thankful for uh I'm I'm thankful for Coach Sal uh, you know, my first two years, but I just you know, if I had Brad Lowen, imagine come on. Guys, think about this. In two years, Brad Lowen, I had twenty six and a half stacks. Imagine if I had Brad Lowen, Brad Lowen all four years. Mm. Yeah, forty. I in two <laughs> years, just off the bat, I had two sacks in two years. When a coach came in and just carved me and molded me, I had twenty six and a half sacks. You know, and I love Peter Bowler, I love Renard Wilson. But what's more impressive though? Come on now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I like it. You've always and had that. that. <laughs> Hold on. And and not only that, not only that. Come on now, in a in a shotgun system where you got three uh the um. The the rezone where you can't just run up the field, you know. There's no more seven step drops, you know. You know, sitting in the pocket, quarterback. You know, I got Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, you know, Mitchell Trubisky. I'm get, I'm, you know, I had 16 sacks in this type of, you know, generation with these type of quarterbacks. That's more impressive. Well, yep. I love those guys. You know, I, I'm just talking some crap. I'm just talking. <laughs> crap. Don't don't get nothing started between the two. I'm just talking crap. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that kind of energy. I like that. It's it's your competitor. I mean, you just sometimes you just can't help yourself. I kind of um, want to get uh, something started nah, because I got uh, a question for you about. Nah, Lamar don't do Jackson. that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, Dustin's got some good. For you. Now this is a good. It's not, one. it's not that bad. It's not that it bad. Might hit, it might hit a turn here in a second. <laughs> okay. But yeah. Just up? stay in. Just stay in on 2016. Uh, number two, Florida State went into number ten, Louisville, and. Lost 63-20 behind one of the signature yeah. games of uh, Lamar Jackson's college career. What kind of led to that blowout, and what was the, re- the reaction like in the locker room afterwards? You got to ask what. <laughs> you know, like, it's point, point blank. You got to ask what. Like, you know, there have been other people. I, I can explain why, but, like, to the media, the public, be just simple and plain. Yeah. You got to ask what do you think the difference was between that game and uh, Ole Miss, where y'all were able to rally and come back to win despite being down by a lot? Uh, uh, man, listen, I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> like you know like use no excuse. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't want to use that excuse. We got our ass kicked. Florida State got their ass kicked. <laughs> we talked. Oh, that was 2014. But we. I believe was it Carlos we had on the podcast guy. There's someone no someone on the defensive side where when y'all faced Oregon and then that happened, 
And oh, yeah, it was Reggie was Northrup. Yeah, Reggie Northrup had a few things to say about the Oregon game and what went wrong, and there was some coaching things that he kind of let out loose that, <laughs> um, you know, he was just telling his thoughts. But what about the Oregon game? Do you what do you think? They just disconnect in some ways. Yeah, um, it was um, it was actually no, pretty much the same thing. Um, I just feel like guys uh, just wasn't focused. You know, I feel like Louisville, we were focused. You know, we just got, you know, they came ready. You know, we did it. But uh, Oregon, we weren't focused. You know, staying in downtown L.A. Didn't, did not help the team. That's where, that's the where, that's the only thing I can say is where I saw. Just being in downtown L.A. did definitely hurt the team. Did you see any change in Jimbo from the national championship season to your last season? Like maybe as a coach or just the way he acted around the team? No, not at all. Not at all. He's always been um he always been the same Jimbo, you know. <laughs> I've been I've been uh I guess you could say lucky enough to be around him at practices but also behind the scenes and in the more um and I, I got to see a few interactions with him and Jameis during 2013 um and you know I think a lot of people think you know you're Jameis Winston you're the hottest player in college football right now and you know the coaches are going to be sweet and all this kind of stuff to you that was just was not the case I, I heard I heard Jimbo rip into him quite a few times and a few nice words he said to him and that's just how it went Jimbo Fisher is a different kind of coach and that's why i I I want to get your thoughts on on Taggart. I think Dustin's got a question too on him. Yeah, like you said earlier. Yeah, um, um, oh, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, uh, man, Jimbo been on. He 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 always came at everybody, and you know, at the end, like at the time, you, you hate him. You you know, you say, man, I can't stand this guy. But you know, as I look back, you know, you got to thank him for it. And he, he you know, he wanted the best out of us, so. You know, uh, Jimbo Fisher will always, you know, be one of the ghosts in my book. And yeah, like you said earlier, after uh, Jimbo moved on to Texas A&M, you pushed for Pruitt to be the next head coach at Florida State. And you were also pretty outspoken on how Florida State performed under Willie Taggart during his tenure at FSU. What do you what do you think went wrong under Willie Taggart? <laughs> where he went wrong. There's a list, I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, you've had multiple guys in here. Don't I, I just don't want you to feel like you are like need to be held. But there's we've had multiple guys on here. Freddie Stevenson, Jacoby McDaniel's came in here, and uh, we've had to, we've had to, you know, yeah. kind of slow it down. Here's but my like, in I'm like, and this is where I'm not criticizing him this is just a life lesson that you know i just hope we learn from and i learned this lesson also you know um i remember my rookie year when i came in and i had 10 sacks off my inside move my senior year and when i came in i started doing other moves and von miller was like dude like i watched your film like you know don't change anything up like what got you here I was like, my inside move was like, so why switch it? Just keep packing it up, and, you know, and I didn't listen. I should have, you know. So where I'm referring to as in Jimbo had a winning culture, you know. 
every year, you know, we was ranked in. We had to talk until like, all right, this team, this team, you know, is talented enough to to you know give any team hell and win and win. Mm-hmm. And I felt like when he came in, you know, he just like, nah, it's my way. Instead of just like, okay, well, what did Jimbo do to you know be successful? You know, adapt some of his ways, but I feel like you know. He just, you know, had too much pride to where he, you know, he wanted everything out, which I can, you know, he had trust issues. So I can understand coming to a system that, you know, it was, it was written by Jimbo since Bobby left, but that's what I, I feel like he could have did better as just, you know, as a man, sit your pride to the side and see what is this guy, what, what did this guy do that was successful and, you know, adapt. Mm-hmm. I want, since you are around those leaders, and this is something I've asked a lot of guys that have come on here and talked with us, as the last couple of years at Florida State, I feel like personally, just in my case, um, the discipline factor has fallen off a lot. You're seeing guys blame one another for things that is that are obviously their fault, um, and then there's obviously silly penalties that end up causing Willie Taggart and his and his staff a loss and the team. But do you think there's a lot of discipline? There has been some discipline discipline problems in Tallahassee that might, you know, have caused some of these losses to happen. Oh, absolutely. You know, um, and I don't. I, I wasn't there enough to like. You know, I got a few incidents of my own, but I'm not really like. That's not even. <laughs> I'm not here for that. But um, you know, uh, he Tiger Tiger. Hmm. Stan Wilcox should do, you know, just did a little more research, you know. He should have interviewed, you know, a little, like, a few more people, but he was set in his ways. Mm-hmm. Real quick, just any any thoughts on Stan Wilcox hiring Willie Taggart and then moving over to work for the NCAA? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. We all know how that really happened. Like, you know, we all know, like... <laughs> And I think I love for Stan. Like, I love Stan's wife. My senior year, you know, she really like me and her grew together. She was she was my biggest fan, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but uh, you know, like uh, one time Georgia Newberry and I, we went to Florida State one summer. I, I, I actually have to Tallahassee next week. Uh, no, this week okay. actually. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually have to go there this week and um. I, I went by there to go work out, and there were no, from Monday through Friday there were no days off with you know Jimbo. Literally, like hard because we're getting ready for the season. You know, like you know, we train every single day. These guys had Wednesday, like Wednesday off, and an option for Friday. I said, "What the hell?" I said, "Like this is not South Florida. Like this is Florida State. This is a business. Like, like it was just, and, and that showed." Why guys were so tired, Boise State game. Yeah. Tired the first game of the season. You know, like they they had an option on Wednesday. Like it was an option on Wednesday to work out or run or do whatever. Like no, that's not going cool at all. That's not how it worked for y'all, huh? Back in your time under Jimbo. No, there were no days off with Jimbo. The only day you had off, and that was after scrimmage. And trust me, he got all out of you in that scrimmage. <laughs> and Vic, Vic, dude, played a big part in your development too at, well, at your career at Florida State. Every coach played a, a great part of my development. Every GA, even down to Burt Bafani, you know, everybody um, 
Addison Lynch, like those guys, you know, it, it takes a village to raise, to raise a child. And that was my village. And I'm very thankful for Brad Lauren. Mm-hmm. Looking ahead real quick, just a few more questions left. Looking ahead now into the 2020 season, uh, obviously Mike Norvell is here. Uh, seems like things are going pretty smoothly. The players, from what I've been told and um, and we're seeing publicly shown, the players are really liking Coach Storms, which is a new strength and conditioning coach. I feel like we're kind of looking back at right when Vic Valoria uh, got hired under Jimbo and things were like, really starting to pick up and that and guys being developed in the weight room uh but under coach storms the players right now are really liking it they're they're some guys needing to lose weight or losing weight some that need to gain or gain and they're gaining it pretty quickly but what what do you think the whole situation for them not having a spring is going to play a toll on them you know you got a new coach coming in you've got a, a, a new team obviously but how big do you think it would be for you if you didn't have spring ball? How much does that play into a season that you're about to head into? Uh, to be honest with you, like, we don't know. Like, i tell you, as a player, though, this is the most my body had a break from getting hit, you know, in a long time. I'm just thankful for that because, you know, uh, I really overworked myself last offseason. All- all- all like, I was training three times a day, four days a week for, like, five months. And by the time November got here, I was tired and banged up. That's why I had so many injuries in the second half of the season to where, like, you know, my baby, my body, like, with this coronavirus, I took an advantage of this moment. I lift a lot of weights, worked out to where I'm 300 pounds wearing a size 38 pants, you know. I'm wearing the same size pants I was wearing when I was 240 my rookie year. So I've been working my ass off, man. That's good to hear. And I don't know how connected you still are with the program, but what are your early thoughts on the new coach, Mike Norvell? I've been, I haven't, I haven't talked to him. You know, uh, I, I get there Wednesday night. Uh, uh, I don't um, but uh, I'll go, hopefully, if he's in office Thursday, I'll go check him out. You know, I'll go meet him. Heck yeah. And I, and I have one last question here, and I don't know how well you're still kept up with a few players on the team now but is there anybody that maybe even your position group that you know you would think that might have a chance to step up and and put in some work for florida state this upcoming season there's some guys returning that were banged up like joshua kando janarius robinson is returning i swear janarius janarius has been at florida state for about eight years now um he might be able to stay again <laughs> but is there any guys that you you think even offensively too that you think should you know it's time to step up. It's time to get going. And, you know, you've made it to the NFL. Is there any guys that you think that you might also have a future FSU uh, guy with you in the NFL that are going to impress this year? Uh, man, to be honest with you, I hope everyone does well. I hope everybody has the type of season they want to have. We have to make the type of money they want to have. You know, uh, you know, I definitely pray that everybody, you know, receives that. You know, um, from what I see, and it's because I'm around the guy a lot. I'll say be careful with, with Trey Marshall, man. Our our staff really liked him. You know, they didn't drive many safeties this year. You know, he played every game, started two games last year. You know, really wasn't didn't didn't have a didn't second guess putting him in when somebody went down. So just watch him. You know, he's a sleeper. You know, they love him. They love Trey. Like they love Trey. Because, you know, like, he's he's a DB who can not only run, but 
Fangio, Fangio care about tackling. A lot of DBs don't like to tackle, and Trey likes to hit. You know, mm-hmm. you can coach, like, all right, he might not catch your pick, but you can coach that. I can get him on a drug machine for two hours. That can get fixed. But tackling, that's hard, you know. So be careful for, for Trey Marshall. And, and, you know, and Trey Marshall had his little ring uh, down whenever he was at Florida State. And I swear, about every other game, he'd be off. He'd be on the side. They'd kick him off the field for a half. He got kicked out every. <laughs> Trey got ejected every primetime game. We we joke about that every year. He got every primetime game. Trey Marshall got ejected. <laughs> What'd y'all send a locker room about that? <laughs> uh, no, he just you know. He always admits it, you know. We always joke around with it. <laughs> I love it. And and last one, real quick. We did it last time with our last guy that we had on the on the podcast. You got to pick. This is a serious question, too. Probably the most serious one. Which one are you picking, Demarcus? Uh, sweet tea, lemonade, or an Arnold Palmer? And then this this lemonade. Gets... Oh, let's go. Lemonade. Oh, my gosh. I don't the thing is I don't I don't drink on the bomber like I just never had it but lemonade everyone can, I mean sweet tea everyone cannot make sweet tea I live in Colorado and Colorado I love y'all you know <laughs> uh, but the sweet tea there gotta be you know better so the lemonade is something if you mess up lemonade even if it's tangy or sweet or unsweet you know, I can drink it, but sweet unsweet tea, no. Like, who can drink unsweet tea? Well, yeah, no, 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 no way. <laughs> well, Demarcus, <laughs> I, I, we really appreciate you coming on here for 30 minutes. I'm glad we could set this up. I think the FSU fans are really going to enjoy. It. Maybe even the Denver Broncos uh, fans that are up there or over there. Uh, and hopefully, maybe in the in the future, we can get you on to help preview a big Florida or Miami game. Uh, so we're gonna really talk some trash uh, and get into. It. But we really, we on our side of things too. At Nogendo, we hope you have a healthy uh, season, and we can't wait to watch you and pull for you. Problem, man. Uh, if, if I ever come down to a game, we'll have a bye week, and as a home game, I gotta hit you guys up so we can tailgate. I've never been to a tailgate before. Oh well, we gotta do it. We'll, we'll set something. I think we should. We'll even get Dustin out of his uh, out of his house to actually come out and tailgate for once and uh, have a good time with us. But yeah, most cer- most certainly, man. Uh, I really appreciate you uh, taking your time out. I know it was thirty minutes, and I really appreciate it. No, thank you guys. You guys have a great night. God bless. All right, we're back after our Demarcus Walker interview. Really enjoyed having him come on. Some good stuff is in there, and I was really excited to have him. I've wanted to actually bring him on for a couple of years now, but it actually worked out on both sides time-wise. Uh, and we wish him the best of luck this upcoming season, and we really hope we see some football up, up there in Denver being played with all this COVID-19 thing happening. You guys ready to run into our – this is the hottest segment right now, I think, for the podcast. Um, I'm ready to make some people mad because I'm going to make people mad. Yeah, no, I'm going to make I, – I just know I'm going to piss somebody off really badly, and I can't wait. But right now we're going to jump into our top three worst segment this week. The subject is the top three worst sports to watch, which I think is going to create a very good discussion. 
you at home can pick your own three, two, or you can just sit here and be pissed off at one of us. Cause I'm sure to pick off a few of you. <laughs> uh, who wants to go first for this one? Anybody? Or should I, you know, what? I'll go first. I want to start off first. My top three worst sports to watch. My number one, just one of the three, uh, Regular season NBA. Wow. Wow. I bet you um, wish it was on right now. Well, any kind of sport would be nice. But the regular season NBA, I don't give a damn. I, I wouldn't watch it. Um, I don't even know if I, I'd watch a little bit earlier the playoffs. Um, I don't know. It just doesn't interest me that much. I mean, it's just a lot of games, kind of like MLB. I mean, it's just a lot of games, a lot of games. And, like, do I, does it really going to change everything? I feel like everything changes at the, at the end of, like, the last couple of weeks of regular season, blah, blah, blah. Like, during football, like, I'm fully interested into it. But, like, whenever I see Dustin you know, blowing off our plans to record a podcast because he has to watch the Celtics play, like, in the middle of the season, and that's not really a game that really means anything, it's just so irritating. It means something to me. What does it mean to you? Well, I mean, I actually have a team that I'm invested in, so I enjoy watching every game. But, you know, since you're a Warriors fan, I could see why you wanted to take this year off. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that is true. That is true. Thanks. Thanks, Dustin. Uh, But, yeah, that's mine. That's probably going to stir up some some hatred. Please don't DM me. Uh, Who who wants to go next? Uh, Top three words. I'll continue to stir the pot. Baseball, you just mentioned it. There's so many games. Mm -hmm. But the sport moves just so slowly. Like, there's no time limit. It can go on for four or five hours, and the score is going to be one nothing. That's boring to me. Yeah, I I can agree a little bit on that. It's kind of like a a sport to watch, to have in the background while you're doing all your chores. And you don't really watch maybe, uh, maybe five minutes in total. It's just kind of like a screen that you look at when you're walking by doing <laughs> doing things that you don't want to be doing, but <laughs> you just want to have I, sports on in the background, you know. I haven't watched a full baseball game since Torrey Hunter retired because that was my favorite player for the Twins way back in the day. And since he retired, I haven't watched a full baseball game. Uh, okay. Not a Florida State College World Series game, anything. You didn't watch the uh, Chicago Cubs when they're. Uh, I watched the last. I watched the last inning. That's only because. The guy I was watching the game with at the basketball training center was a Cubs fan. Okay. Okay. That's understandable. I like that. All right, Dustin, you're up next. Dustin's been quiet. I, I feel like he, so, he I don't even yeah. know if this I don't even know if this qualifies as a sport, but I'm just my number three is uh NASCAR. <laughs> as not, someone... not just because you guys were watching NASCAR before we got on this podcast, but because whenever I watch NASCAR I just don't. I don't really get the point. I mean, they're just driving in circles, and then every now and then they're like pulling and change my tires. And every now <laughs> and then, you know, you get a wreck that kills a couple people, which I th- that's like what? my favorite part. But what the uh, for like the majority of the time, I mean, they're just going in circles, going in circles. Like if I can get it, you know, if you're if you're sitting there like a redneck and you're you're just like drunk and you know you just you just like hearing the noise. But normal people, how how are you doing it? As someone who used to be a huge NASCAR fan, I understand where he's coming from. I, I think the sport's gotten more boring now because there's not as many interesting rivalries. There's no Gordon Earnhardt. There's nothing like that. 
But like at the same time, like yeah, it's kind of a redneck sport because it's just cars going <laughs> fast. Which that's that's how I became a fan. I like things that go fast. And, yeah. I love how we're just ignoring the that's sound. That's what I mean. Like, sorry, sorry to interrupt. Dustin you. wanting people to die. Yeah, <laughs> not I wanting mean, them to die, but I'm that's just, the best part. I'm I just mean to... like if you play football, like you're gonna play against teams that have different offenses or different defenses. What do you do different in NASCAR? Because, I mean, you're just going in circles. Like, what is I mean, your they strategy? Do have, they do have strategies as far as, like, you're how much press tire the pressure gas pedal changes. harder or to brake yes. or... Tire pressure, air pressure, <laughs> water pressure. <laughs> oh, it's 200 miles per hour, Dustin. you got to realize that. When is the last time you've gone 200 miles per hour? That wasn't in a plane. And you're not inch to inch with, some, with the car. I say I'm always inch to inch, baby, but um, what? I don't know. <laughs> First of all, I I think that's pretty rude of you, Dustin, because I think you come after me because you know I go to Daytona every year and I get hammered drunk. But you know that's the whole part of it. You go there to drink your natural ice, the, the shittiest beers you have, to have a good time with your boys. I think we're the only youngest ones there by far, by like 20 years. Um, but it's just a fun trip to go watch cars be extremely loud. After like 10 laps, though, and you have your cooler of beer there, you don't even know that the cars are going by. You're just <laughs> you're kind of wondering where to put the cans at that you're killing. That's what I was going to say. I went to I went to one NASCAR race, and I would say about 40% of the people were probably passed out about a quarter of the way through the race. <laughs> well, I've, got some ba- I, I've got some bad stories from attending races. I got thrown up on at Talladega when I was like, 12. Oh, no. Yeah. Talladega. Yeah, Talladega's already in hot water because of what's going on with Bubba Wallace, but yeah, it's not a great place to be. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I am, I will be there in a few months in August for the Daytona 400. I am excited for it, so screw you, Dustin. And Dustin, I'm always here for if you want to come with. I know you're not a big beer guy, but we can find something for you to do. <laughs> uh so wait we have to relay it back so dustin what's your number two do you have a two on there ready i have a two i had a couple toss-ups you had one in the in the uh producers meeting that's gonna be my number one. Oh, okay <laughs> i'll just go i'll just go with this one i'll, I'll just go because i just don't understand i don't understand the hype but bowling because i feel like every every sunday <laughs> what hype Dude, every listen, listen. Wait, there's hype out there. Let me get to the to the thing, man. Every Sunday, whenever it's not football season, (laughs) you always have on some bullshit bowling during Sunday afternoon. Whenever I'm flipping on ESPN, I'm like, what the hell is this? So eventually, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna give it a chance. I watched the bowling. This dude, how many how many bowling pins are there that you have to knock down? There's ten pins. Okay. This guy knocks down like eight of the pins and he turns around to the crowd, like pumps his fist, like jumps up. And I'm just like, dude, I, I don't get it. It's, it's What's compl- the hype. It's something that I won't watch to just sit there and watch. Like I actually don't really want to have it on my TV, even if I'm doing chores, like I'll, I'll have uh, other sports on, but if it comes to like bowling, I just feel like I'm depressed. Like I'm, this is it. I'm depressed. I, I feel like that's probably might be my future if I don't graduate <laughs> and I just everything falls apart. I have to go to bowling and I fear myself of watching bowling because 
there are usually these older guys that probably you know weren't hot shots in high school and what are and, they wearing uh, gloves for um, your finger shaved yeah bullshit i bowled before <laughs> <laughs> but you haven't bowled like them though they're professionals <laughs> they're always like four foot eight aren't they I don't know. They're like I know Chris. I know Chris Paul's a really good bowler, and he's six foot. So he knows a bowler's name. Austin knows a bowler's name. No, Chris Paul, the basketball <laughs> player. Oh, oh, I thought you said a. Okay, I didn't hear Chris. Yeah, Chris Paul. Okay, well I know that Dustin. I know you're trying to come at me thinking I didn't know what an NBA player's name was. F off. <laughs> I know who Chris Paul is dickhead. <laughs> okay. Um, wait, am I up? Uh, no, no, you're it's me. So awesome. I'm a- I'm actually flip flopping last minute. I was gonna go fishing, but what? because because Can you just it is tell sh- us what it is. No, oh, I said I was flip flopping. Okay. But because but because it's showed on ESPN, I feel like it qualifies. Poker. It's not a sport, but it's shown on ESPN, and I don't understand how people watch it. I don't. Why would you watch someone else play cards? Um. Well, I, I think there's a lot of older gambling people, but yeah, that's something that I wouldn't like sit there and really watch, watch unless I, you know, was end of losing my money and gambling it away. I don't know. I, that's something I, I, I don't know. I think it's a good pick though. I, I don't even know how to play poker, and I'm 22. Is that a bad? No, it's probably. I don't even think for, people that play it. poker know how to play poker. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, so, yeah. don't worry. I mean, it's completely <laughs> luck based. The entire thing is luck based. Yeah. There is no skill involved with poker, and you can't change my mind on it. Yeah, no, probably. So that's not. another thing that they that they only put on ESPN when it's like the dead of of the offseason. Yeah. Like, there's nothing else on. I think I, I think I watched it one time because like Paul Pierce competed in one of like the big, um, Vegas like poker games or whatever. But he lost, so stop watching. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's something that I won't like. You never, ever in a million years, no matter what, you'd rather watch Hallmark movies than you know think about putting on poker. So that's a good one. That's a good one, Austin. Um, do you call poker a sport? No, I'm just saying because it's shown on ESPN, I feel like it yeah, qualifies. Yeah, no, it we're is, saying it, sports that you watch. It is, and it is. Yeah, no, I'm just saying I'm just getting personal. Um, opinions uh my my second one is going to be uh and it is a sport uh running marathons uh two hour long watching people watch <laughs> watching people run uh for two hours um they're coming out the woodworks for these <laughs> i've got an even better one dude the watching watching like the 100 meter yard dash like the people are sitting there in the stands for like hours it's the cross-country one. I just mean they're sad. sitting there in the stands, like waiting for hours, and well, then bam, it's like, going on throughout that night. Wow. Yeah, it's not just the 100 meter I mean, track. That's obviously, like the featured one that you were there for, but I guess you could. Well, I don't know. Um, I was gonna say like if you're going to FSU games, that you're hoping that you know that fourth quarter at the end there. That's why you're there for so long because it's gonna be the best part. But if you were here during the Willie Taggart tenure, then that was already over in the second <laughs> quarter. But yeah, marathon, marathon. I I uh, don't really want to watch it. I'm a big. I love the Olympics. I love watching it. Like I and I used to uh, do track and I love track hurdling and everything. 
a big Usain Bolt guy. My personal email has Bolt at the end of it. But running the marathon, I don't give a damn what you're – I mean, that, that's that's tough already. It kind of puts a tear on me, and it wears me out watching you run for that long. <laughs> like, you're not human. Please get a drink of water, and please get a burger. But uh, I don't know. That's just something that I won't watch. Maybe, like, the last, like, five minutes, but I feel like there's not a close race. It's maybe, like, one time out of a decade that, they're, you know, you're one and two. Uh, and then at the end, like, all the people are dead. Like, they're all just lying on the ground. <laughs> yeah it's 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 brutal it's like a a war has gone down or something that's what i mean like it's not it's not very pleasing to watch because you're just like man they must feel like that sucks right now yeah they're like why did i do this i i'm in i like even the person that wins as soon as they cross the finish line they just fall down <laughs> yes like football you score a touchdown people are like celebrating they're all happy these people, they win like this important race and they're just, they're trying to survive. <laughs> they literally are. <laughs> Ambulance is on the way. <laughs> Medics are like sprinting out there. Yeah. And what? From, blankets and shit. How much money do you get? What's, what's a big one? All right, let's do the Boston Marathon. Boston Marathon winning money. Like what, what do you get for coming in first? Okay, so from what I see here, nah, you're lying. This can't be right. First place gets only twenty five thousand dollars. That might yeah, be that right. makes sense to me. Yeah, I mean, I mean, because at the one at this point, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right, one hundred fifty thousand for the first oh, man wow. and woman. Wow. Okay. I mean, that's not bad. Second place gets seventy five thousand, and third takes forty thousand. A lot of money. That is a lot Dustin, of money. are you thinking about getting into it now? I mean, I might be able to get third. Might be able to get third. You mean third to last? I mean, if I if I had like a couple weeks of training, a couple, couple weeks, I'm just, yeah, <laughs> a couple weeks. I'm I'm just telling you, my body adapts quickly to uh-huh. training. I'll be ready. Mm. I've got I've got the heart of a champion. Okay. Um. Anyways, I'm up. I'm back on the clock. Yeah, back on the clock. Uh, my number one. This is a tricky one. I'll probably have like some one on the side of bonus one, but uh, I've never had any interest in watching cricket. I've never had. (laughs) Damn idea. I forget that it's even a sport when it comes up on Sports Center. Like the only time you. You know, cricket happening is whenever someone gets hit in the balls with the uh, ball. Uh, <laughs> I never ever think about that. I'm, you know, oh my god, cricket's on Friday night. I've got to stay home and I got to watch this. Um, I don't. I, I'm looking at an image right now and I don't even know what they're doing. Um, but I, just, I don't I feel understand like it. It's a very baseball-like sport. So yeah. Yeah, I, I, I feel it's not like an American thing. I don't even. It's big in like India. Yeah. Is it? And Europe. I don't even know how to play it. Uh, but why would I want that on my TV screen when I could have NASCAR? You know, have a race going on Sunday. Just don't. I, I don't. I just don't know how to follow cricket. I feel like ESPN just puts it up there to show, hey, we care about other sports outside of the United States. So here's a highlight of a cool play in cricket. And then we don't see about it for a year. So Dude, that's uh, the worst when they're showing like the sports center top 10 and you get like a cricket play. 
<laughs> I know that's exactly what I'm saying. You're like, like a cricket play at like number three, and you're like, what just what did they even do? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'd rather watch like Usain Bolt, you know, be the fastest human in the world, um, than watch a cricket play happen that looks like any MLB player could do. I don't know. Just never thought about uh, watching it. What about uh, you, Austin? Since we're relaying back. Yeah, um, it's it's for very similar reasons to baseball, soccer. It's because mm-hmm. it's so low scoring, wow. and it's just back and forth, back and forth for so long, and everyone's just on edge for that one goal that can break it, and I'm just like, yeah, why? I'm just watching people run for an hour and a half. Not to mention, <laughs> if my fingernail touches you, it's like you got shot by yeah. a cage. People talk about LeBron flopping. You <laughs> soccer players, they get touched and they get shot in the leg. <laughs> well, welcome to the regular season of NBA, which was my number one. Um, but uh, your number three, bud. Well, my number three. It's the same. Same thing. There's no. There, well, I guess there's. You know what? Whatever. I say mine in a tier. Okay, you have your tiers. Um, but yeah, soccer is something that. All right, during the World Cup, yes, I'll watch it. Let's go United States. Let's freaking go. Yeah, some of the girls yeah. are. I mean, World some Cup of the girls are and. I'll watch, F- I'll watch FSC women's soccer just because they've had a very good team for five, six years now. And that's the only reason Austin will watch is because they have a good team. Yeah, good of course. Team. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's why I watch <laughs> softball now. That is true. That is true. That, that's what happens whenever you have a good team rolling through. I'm just saying, I mean, I, I like watching the World Cup. It's fun. Um, I have a few crushes on a few of them. The women. The women's. On the men? Oh. No. I was about to say. Uh, there's some pretty women's soccer players out there. I've had my. Never mind. Uh, let's move on. Where are we going here? I don't, I, that was going somewhere that we didn't need to go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, number three, Dustin, and I feel like I know what's about to happen. I pretty, I pretty much already spoiled it for you two, but <clears throat> this isn't really a sport. I would say that you see on TV a lot. It is it is an Olympic sport, right? It, it is. Yes, it is. I believe, yeah, fencing is an Olympic sport. But, yeah, my number one worst sport to watch is fencing because, I don't know, just think about the the evolution through times. I mean, in in Rome, you had the Colosseum, just two dudes down there with weapons, or maybe more than two people, but just people down there with weapons, you know, duking it out. Whoever lives is the winner. And, I don't know, as we progress through history, we've gotten a little soft, man, because now you got these dudes (laughs) fencing – they got on these white, I don't even know, white jacket armor things on their whole body. Some little soft sword that it's just bullshit. And then these like metal helmets <laughs> that you can't even hit anyone in the face anyway. But these metal helmets that are just pretty much useless. I want to see these guys. I want all the body armor to come off. I want a real sword in people's hands. I want the dude, make this make this shit exciting. We're at the Olympics. We're trying to see <laughs> who the best fencer in the world is. Put a sword in their hand and chop someone down. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying. Let's make it interesting, if the, if, dude. If the stakes were a little higher, would you be the number one watcher? Would you subscribe to something like that? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> they might have to put that one on pay per view because it's a little graphic for the kids at home, but it's worth the extra money. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, fencing is something that I 
we'll just kind of skip off of if that's the Olympic part of the day. I mean, I dude, they poke you in the chest and the sword bends. Yeah, it's not like some Game of Thrones things where like Arya's like, and the homeboy's bleeding out of his neck, gushing out with blood. Maybe I've just been sensitized to violence by the media, but I want to see some swords just <laughs> swinging, bro. You know, I, I'm impressed we went through this and no one said golf. That's how you know we're white. Golf's not that bad anymore. I used to hate it, but I used to hate it too. I can deal with it. Like if they make it interesting, like the whole situation with the Peyton Manning. Yeah, I was just about to say that. That was fun. Yeah, Peyton Manning. What? Uh, oh my God! I about said Willie Tiger. Jesus Christ! Tiger Woods, <laughs> um, and then obviously Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson. Like that was I. I had that on my TV all day long, and I actually looked up for more than five minutes. Like I actually enjoyed watching it. If they can introduce that kind of thing to golf, and that would be more fun. But watching like pros go at it, like I, I'll watch Tiger Woods because I grew up knowing you know Tiger Woods was the, the best of all time, and uh, watching him win the Masters was it last year? Um, what was incredible? So yeah, the I, golf. I will say if if you haven't been to a Ryder Cup event, that's a lot of fun. That's when they do United States versus Europe. I went in 2016 or 17 when it was in Minnesota, and it was honestly one of the best sporting events I've ever been to. Ryder Cup, is that that's soccer? Golf. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where we're I, didn't, I had no idea. Yeah, I'll stick with the golf theme. Okay. It, it's, it's a really entertaining event because the, the golf players aren't just zoned out, or they're not just zoned completely into the 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 match they're inter- they're uh, interacting with the crowd they're jeering their their opposing players it, it's really a lot of fun to watch dustin would you watch it mm. i don't know <laughs> <laughs> anything austin likes i'm a little bit skeptical of yeah <laughs> that is true uh what about there was one chess no, that doesn't count. Does it? Does it? There's a sport. Is it? I've seen I've... TV of it. Man, you've that... seen chess on TV. Mm. How bored were you? What I... level of quarantine was this? I didn't watch it. I just I've seen it on my screen. And I instantly get it off like a virus is hitting me. <laughs> like, oh my god, I have a virus on my TV. Get it off. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, I was just kind of throwing some bonuses in there. But yeah, that is our top three worst segment. Tweet us and tell us yours. We haven't had someone tweet us yet, but uh, tweet us if you have one of your top three, and uh, maybe we can roast it on the next podcast. Uh, I think we got some basketball here to talk about. I feel like I don't know what this guy's name is. Uh, Austin probably knows it better than me since he's an expert on names, supposedly. So what what's the basketball update we have here, Austin? So the biggest update is after Oklahoma State got hit with their postseason ban, uh, players were allowed to transfer and they wouldn't be ineligible wherever they went. Uh, forward slash center Yor Nay has announced he was transferring. And as soon as it was announced it was transferring, uh, someone with rivals said to watch out for Florida State. And it makes a ton of sense. He's a very Florida State-like player, very athletic, great shot blocker, stands six foot ten, two thirty five, so he's just like Malik. Um, he averaged, I have it here, he averaged 2.7 blocks a game his freshman season for his career. He's averaging 2.3. He's averaging over four blocks per 40 minutes, which is an absurd number. 
um, it, it would make a lot of sense. We, we've been chasing Musa Chise for what feels like years now uh, after he's delayed his recruitment. And this is a very Chise-like player. Again, athletic, great rim roller. He's, he's not going to spread the floor as much. Um, fun fact, he only has eight fingers. He's missing his pointer and middle finger. What? On, uh, yeah. I believe it's his left hand. No, it's his right hand because he's lefty. Yeah, he only what has happened? eight fingers. I don't know. I haven't gotten the full story on that. Well, that's um, not a very fun fact. Why did you say fun fact before that? I mean, it's interesting. It's an interesting fact. How about that? Interesting should fact. Have, he has eight fingers. That a little bit better, huh? Yeah, you know. But um, <laughs> there, there, was so, there were some people in our Discord that were concerned that how is he going to be a great lob catcher if he only has eight fingers? And I'm like, well, I, I assume at this point in his career, he knows how to catch a pass. Wait, 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 wait. wait. What was the great fact? Hold up. He has eight fingers. He has eight fingers. This man He's only has eight his... fingers. It's a phenomenal fact. Dude, That's... it says a blender incident as a toddler costs Ane the index and middle fingers on his right hand. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad I didn't look it up then. Uh, oh. Oh, hold up now. I'm, like, flexing my hand right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> as, I'm, as I'm scrolling. A blender incident. Page. Oh. Man, oh, man. Now. Either way. way to don't... get your protein shake. Yeah, going going back. <laughs> okay, going back to stuff people want to hear. Um, he averaged eight points per game and five rebounds per game last year in just twenty minutes. So he's used to playing limited minutes. Um, I, I, he he's honestly a perfect Florida State player. He's mentioned he's been mentioned multiple times as a fit for Florida State, not just by rivals, but as busting uh, by busting brackets as well. Good lord. Um, yeah, that's one to watch out for, and then. The biggest news is players back are back on campus. They're working out. Uh, they're obviously having restrictions because of COVID-19. From what I was able to gather, they're only allowed to work out in two to three player sessions. There are two racks of basketballs, one that have been cleaned, and then for another rack for ones that have been used after workout for them to be cleaned. Um, even though players are still living together, they're still having to do these restrictions. Players aren't really happy about it, but the first thing – that the players said when I talked to them was they were really happy to be around each other again because they haven't seen each other since late March, early April. Um, and to be back around and build this camaraderie is a great thing again. Um, they're still working out a limited numbers because they're, wait- they're still waiting for the staff to fill out the roster, but um, they are back on campus and they're working out. Are you ready uh, for FSU trivia? Are you guys ready? I, I think the lead right now is seven to six, Dustin, which is shocking to me. Yeah, I mean, Dustin came back. Shocking. Oh, that's I'm, shocking. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think everyone's pretty shocked. Yeah, I, I think the whole universe. I mean, everybody that's you know kept up with this. I mean, there's tweets just ringing and it's trending everywhere uh, that Dustin has taken the lead. I think it's a few. <laughs> I'm prepared to take it back. Mm. Yeah, I'm glad. Okay, I'm glad things are, are staying tight, though. I like this. All right, so let's jump into the first question here. Like we said, Dustin has a 7-6 to six lead in the FSU trivia uh, segment. We're still going to stay on a little bit of the roster numbers. I don't think we could do it last week. Uh, we had a stacked podcast with Nate, so we couldn't do it. But we're going to go back to jersey numbers, and I'm going to ask you questions if you know what the hell you're talking about when I ask him. Uh, who's wearing what? What number? What season what? are we going off of before we do this? No, nope, 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 nope. We can what if any the first season because, different numbers because, in different years. 
I will tell you. I will tell you, but at least I'm going to give you the name for. I'm going to let you know what the question. I'm not going to let you know because then Austin will go on Google um, and look it up. I just saved you, Dustin. Uh, what number does Ontario Wilson wear? 80. What do I want to say? Um, wide receiver, Florida State, 170 pounds, sophomore from Ashbourne, Georgia. Ontario That's teammates Wilson. with Terry, right? 80. Yeah, former teammate of, well, former teammate and current teammate. <laughs> Jesus, I don't know where we're going. What are the what are the answers? Eighty. Eighty. Even though Dustin waited a minute. Okay. I was just well, I was just saying I wanted to say eighty-one at first. I feel like his time yeah. was up, but you know. Okay. I've been said eighty. <laughs> okay. On to the next one. Uh, what number does? Oh, this one was right. Yes, yes, it's eighty. Sorry, ding, 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 eighty. Uh, this is a this is a big change, boys. Big change. Whole one eighty. What number does Christian Meadows wear? Oh my! Who even knows? on the team anymore? <laughs> Fifty two. I, think I so. don't even think he's on the team, bro. But doesn't matter. I'm asking between past years and current. I'm saying fifty two, and I'm I don't know that it was just the first number that came to mind. Fifty two. I'll say fifty two, and after this, I'm looking up if he's on the team or not. <laughs> it's the answer is 52 yes right, oh my god <laughs> May 15 2020 Florida State offensive lineman Christian Meadows has been medically disqualified he ain't even on the team bro yep well it doesn't matter uh, is Derek Brooks still on the team no no and I don't know his number you don't know Derek Brooks's number what is it like 99 Oh my! I'm just kidding, dog. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Sometimes we're not sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on now, Dustin. <laughs> you got to let us at least be worried a little bit. Um, what number does Emmett Rice wear? Mm. Now or did? Now. It 50, hasn't changed. Fifty-six. Right. He wears the number one. Now or wait? Now or then? He said now. now. Oh, he did? Now. Oh, don't play. No. Bro, I swear I did not hear him. I swear I didn't hear him but say now. I even asked now or then. Like, come on. Well, I was thinking about his number. Sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, so I'll go with uh, one. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I though. I the question, bro. I haven't really had any confirmation from anything of anybody that Emmett Rice has gone to number one. So whoever would have said 56 would have been correct because that has not been a confirmed thing or official statement. Oh, crap. Emmett Rice is still at 56. I mean, we can just do one. That is called an embarrassment because they're (laughs) brought up with social media and a photo shoot. They thought he was still going to one, but that has not happened. He's going to one. Mm. He already... We talked about it on this podcast. No, well, we thought, but that hasn't been the case. Shut up. Go to the next question. <laughs> what number does Brendan Gant wear? Oh, oh 40. Uh, or, I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait. I know. No, no, no. Say it. It's, it's oh, 44. It's yeah, 44. Okay. That's the correct answer. I love how you say I'll steal your number when you've been stealing. Whatever. Next Which question. number did I steal? 52. Which one was that? 
Meadows. <laughs> Next question. What number does the backup punter from last year was he wear Tommy Martin? Okay, oh. I was like, I was like, are you gonna tell us a name? I remember, and I hope. Oh, I'm gonna... I, I know the first uh, number was the second. Uh, I'm, I, on Skype, I'm literally the next week. I swear, I'm going on video with you guys. That's where we're gonna. It was either forty or forty-nine. I feel like I'm going forty-nine. Okay. Um, bro, I don't know. You said the backup punter. Yep, Tommy Martin. Well, he, he ended up becoming the starter. Probably has some significant the number. Rest. 30, 32. Answer is 30. 30, oh, 30 is 32? I thought it was 40 or 40. 30. 30. <laughs> Why did I think it was 49? It's like trying oh. to still have 32 in there. No, it's 30. I think 49 is the new punter, isn't it? New punter's is, number, right? Is it Master Nama or whatever his name is? I don't know. Oh. Uh,. Up next, Grant Glennon, the long snapper. What oh number does he wear? 46? 46 is Austin's answer. What do you have, Dustin? Uh, four, 47? 44. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Oh, I'm so mad. I'm like, he wouldn't ask 244, so I'm saying 46. Oh, I'm so mad. Man, these boys are struggling. <laughs> You're asking the long snapper. No, don't the be backup punter and the long snapper. Hey, back to back. This podcast, don't y'all got to start getting your stuff straight? Come on now. I'm a basketball guy. <laughs> That's your excuse. Don't even start. All right, uh, next question. Dennis Briggs Jr. What number does Dennis Briggs wear? Dude, I know it's a fifty. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a fifty. Fifty-five. <sighs> 55 is Austin's answer. Show up in my head, bitch. What? Trying to picture it. Yeah, five seconds. All right, 57. 58. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. I'm so glad we're doing this. This Everybody that's listening, I promise you, they do know, you know, quite a bit about Forestry football. If they know Grant Glenn and Tommy Martins and Dennis Briggs' number, come on. I mean, Logan Robinson knows what's up. Uh, Let's see here. (laughs) All right, y'all should kind of know this one. This is a walk-on that has gotten a lot of praise. No, he's gotten a lot of praise. Um, Her linebacker. Or what? Who? Her. Armani Kerr. Armani Kerr. I've never heard his name in my life, and I'm being 100% honest. He's the like literally the most jacked guy that you see in the videos when they're working out. Like he is jacked. He's that guy. I don't watch workout videos. I'm not you. Whenever I scrolled through it, but that's about it. (laughs) All right, take a guess. Seven. I don't know. Uh, fifty-eight. 48. <laughs> oh, man. This is a lot. You line- walk-on linebacker. Our line- Not only are our linebackers the worst team on the worst position group on the team except offensive line. It's a walk-on. Don't worry about it. We'll, we'll, your <laughs> lesson right now, this is a good study session for you, too. I know it's the offseason, but this you guys start getting warmed up. We're in almost July. Uh, Isaiah Bolden, what number does he wear? Uh, 20... 
Dude, it's... But 27 I or 29. It's 27 or 29. You got to pick. Awesome. I was 29. Oh, Akeem Dent's 27, right? 29, then. 29 is correct, yes. I'm I glad. was either 26 or 29. So All I'm right. 29. Up next, Renardo Green. I oh. knew you're... I, I know... I think I know it. Put it so down. It doesn't go, no, I'm going to let doesn't go first, so he can't steal it. No. Um. <laughs> the keyboards, right, boys? Yeah, I'm. Yeah, shut my laptop a while ago. Yeah, he's got his phone now. We know that. Thirty. 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 Thirty-six. Ding, ding, ding! We have a tie. Thirty-six is the correct yeah. answer. Austin, after a struggling, struggling, struggling. Uh, game there of trivia. Austin came away with the win. It's sad that this is from last year's team, but whew. Uh, Austin, how are you feeling now? You're back in the tie like you said you are going to be making a big yeah, comeback. I'm, how do you feel? Yeah. Seven to six? I, I knew it was going to happen. Um, mm. the, I'm, I'm going to stay prepared going into next week. Wait, you weren't doing the 2020-21 roster? You are doing the 19-20? Yeah. True. Dustin, how do you feel? Uh, you know, it was uh, it was a rough outing out there. We're, we got to go back to the drawing board. Um, I think we gotta we gotta prepare a little bit better mentally next week. You no, know, we didn't we didn't come out on our A game, but I, I'm not gonna lie. I, I figured with Demarcus Walker coming on, we'd go through the sack list. So I, that's what I was doing my homework on. But um, you know, yeah, you know, Logan doesn't think like that. But yeah, <laughs> of course I don't. Uh, all right, so let's run into the last segment of the podcast. I feel like these podcasts are lasting longer and longer and longer. We need a sponsor. If anybody wants to sponsor the podcast, we're getting a lot of former Noles on here. We got a lot of NFL guys, you know, Demarcus Walker. We've also got a we've also got to give a spoiler or not a spoiler, but a hint for next week. That is true. Uh, we are going to have a, another big time guest on the basketball side of things. Austin got us hooked up. I'm, I'm actually really excited about this interview. So that is going to be next week. We have a really good interview coming through uh, that I think yep. a lot of fans are going to be stoked about. And the hint I dropped in on Twitter was think of the number four. And the mm. hint I dropped in the Discord was think of a very good dunker. Okay. 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 I'm already thinking. Even though I already know who it is, but like I'm already thinking. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll give another hint. It was not a player during my time as a manager, which, granted, not everyone knows my years there, but I was there from... <laughs> the like, we're awesome. I, I, said no one I was awesome. about to say, how, how famous do you think you are, man? I, I'll never <laughs> die. It wasn't between the John Isaac season, 2016-17, and 2018-19. Okay. All right. So some good hints here. I'm definitely looking forward to it. I think it'll be a really good one. Uh, but Austin got us hooked up, so that's going to be next week. So I think, like I said, I, I think I put on Twitter, I talked about it in Discord or something on this podcast. I said when we are when we are making our comeback, we are going to have some guests on, and we're kind of on a hot streak right now, so we're going to try to keep it up until the football season starts. So I, lo- I love it. Uh, all right, so let's run into our last segment of the podcast, our worst bad dad jokes to get everybody in a good mood after listening to our voices the whole time which probably is so scary but um we're gonna run through the fun segment here of bad dad jokes 
Uh, anybody want to start off? I know Austin usually is our yeah. platinum guy. He, he he's on yeah. his. I've uh, got one ready. If y'all aren't, um, hey. go right ahead and shout out to Austin. Uh, you know, never mind. I can't say it. Crap. <laughs> he just had a tweet, Dustin. You saw he had a tweet coming at him. Um, and I hope things are going well. I think I hope things are heading the right direction. This is maybe ten. This is never mind. <laughs> I'm confused. Um, it's been, the, it's been f- the weather in Austin's area may be moist. Oh my gosh! <sighs> I can't. I understand what y'all are talking about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, go ahead, Austin. Throw us. Uh, maybe this is what you use to get that. Uh, you know, no, slide no. those DMs. No. Um. <laughs> It's been floating around recently, so you may have already seen it. But what do you call it when Batman skips church? Uh, Bat, uh, uh, what's his name? Something. What's your Christian? Christian Bale. Bat. Oh. What was it? Christian Bale. Oh my God. That one's so TikTok. That's all you, Austin. Austin stays on TikTok all day until he gets on Call of Duty. So. That's not true. But okay. Mm. Yeah, it is. Uh, let's see. Up next is me. So, uh, what happened? I just had it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I lost it. Dustin, you got one ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Go right ahead. I just watched a documentary about beavers. It was the best damn show I ever saw. We're heading in a really bad direction with these. It's not getting better. No. Uh, what time did the man go to the dentist? Tooth hurdy. You already said that one before. I've never said that. You always say that every week that I've said these. You are... You're a recycler, dude. <laughs> yeah, I care about the environment. You Some new material. Uh, uh, so I, I guess I'll go next. Um, okay. Recently, a... Uh, Guy knocked on my door asking for a donation to build a community swimming pool. You know, everyone likes their swimming pools. So I handed him a glass of water. <sighs> what? <laughs> what? We might suspend this segment. All right, anyway. Um, <laughs> you, do, you guys know, do you guys know what the loudest pet you can get is? What is it? Trumpet. Trumpet. <laughs> Trumpet. Okay, we hear it. Uh, okay. Great to bring up politics on the podcast, Dustin Lewis. Jesus. If a trumpet is political, then what's a drum? What is a drum? Please, <laughs> <laughs> not political oh my gosh this is turning really bad we had a really good podcast going i thought but jesus christ um it takes guts to be an organ donor a lot of them <laughs> i'm so good i'm so good at sleeping guys listen to this dustin you listening I'm so good at sleeping, I can do it with my eyes closed. 
Anyways, uh, we, we've had more NASCAR talk on the podcast tonight than usual. Um, so I figured yeah. NASCAR dad joke is <laughs> is in the works. Um, okay. <laughs> um, as we all know, NASCAR has banned the Confederate flag. They have finally taken a turn in the right direction. Oh, man. Good stuff there, Austin. I hope you aren't using that one in Tinder. You prepared Brian. more for this than the dang Demarcus Walker. <laughs> That's what he does. He, he, this is where he has his voice. He shines right here. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> uh, Dustin, you kind of have been locked up in a relationship for like 15 years. So uh, Austin goes, he has to use these kind of uh, jokes to use in his Tinder DMs or Twitter DMs. Shockingly, I don't. No? No. Mm. Well, I know why it's not working then for you. Uh, guess I'll do one more. Yeah, go right ahead, Dustin. Sometimes uh, I tuck my knees into my chest and lean forward. That's just how I roll. All right, that's where we end the podcast here. <laughs> uh, really appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. Um, we had a great interview with Demarcus Walker. Walker. Making me laugh because of what that stupid thing that you just said. Um, I actually have a picture in you rolling, and that's just something I really wanted to lead, just like having a bowling uh, sports event happening on my TV screen. I just want to kind of shut it off. But I uh, really appreciate appreciate you guys listening. As always, you can listen on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play. If you're on iTunes, please, if you feel free, rate us five stars and leave a review. Tell us if you like it. Uh, really, it really helps a lot if you leave a review. Um, you know, five stars is pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, uh, th- thanks to Demarcus Walker for coming on here with us for a thirty-minute interview. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to get him on. Maybe I think he should be the guy that we bring back on to help preview the Miami game this upcoming season. Uh, Demarcus was awesome, so thanks to him. Uh, but yeah. We will see you guys next week. We have a big time, another big time guest coming on. Actually, two guests coming on uh, next week. Actually, I, think, I don't think we mentioned that, but not just one Austin's uh, guy, but we have another one too. So uh, we will see you guys next week. Hope you all have a great start to y'all's week. We will talk to you guys later.